Welcome to CooperCast Go Ask Al, episode 33. This is your host, Al's Baked Potato, John Sachs. We review Al's departure from Blood, Sweat, and Tears for a listener in Austria, talk about what keyboard Al used before the Hammond, and a gig where the funky faculty couldn't make it, and Al played solo. After Al gives his input, nearly the dog comments on Al's comments. Rudy from Austria says, hello. Well, we should do, because look how far away he is. So, cross the ocean. I'm a huge fan of Child is Father to the Man, and I still can't understand why Al broke up with BS&T back then. I would be very grateful for explanation. I was thrown out. Yeah, we we have an episode specifically about Al in Blood, Sweat, and Tears where he tells the story. So, look that up. So we don't have to drag Al through it again. Yeah, it's bad enough it happened. Well, I asked you in that episode, uh, I said, um, you you weren't real, like, upset about it. I said, they stole your baby. And your response was, I was going to have a lot more babies. And you had a lot more babies. Yeah. The good thing was, the good thing about it was that um, I went from that to being a, a staff producer at Columbia Records. Yeah. And... Much less traveling. Mm. Ah, right. And and much <laughs> more appreciation. So you like the rock life, but being on the road was tough. It, it is still tough. Yeah, yeah. Here's a oddball question uh, from uh, S. Doug Reed. Al, you played with Stills, Nils Lofgren, and Spooner Oldham. Neil Young played and was close to those guys. Did you ever have much interaction with Neil Young? I met him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, we never really hit it off the way I've hit it off with other people. Yeah. He was he was so, so, kind of closed. Yeah. But um, not rude or anything like that. Well, it, one one's impression of of Neil Young is not a happy-go-lucky, you know, high-five-or-how-you-doing kind of guy. So I can see where, yeah. I myself am pretty silly, as evidenced by each episode of this. Right. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of things about Neil Young, but nobody ever referred to him as a goofball. As a what? As a goofball. He's not a goofy guy. He's not Jerry Lewis. But he's a boof-call. Yeah. Okay, now... <clears throat> Just kidding, Neil. Uh, all right, here's a long one. Let's see if we can get anything out of this. Robert says, I've been a fan of Al since the Blues Project. I had the pleasure of meeting up a couple times in the early 70s at the cellar door in D.C. when I was promotion man for Epic. I have been enjoying Coopercast with all the inside baseball about the music biz. I especially like the episodes discussing recuperation. I was not familiar with it and was so intrigued that I downloaded the MP3 of iTunes. It's just as great as you discussed. It's a joy to listen to. I especially like the very faithful to the original of Honky Tonk. Has Al heard the Johnny and Edgar Winters version on one of Johnny's last albums? I don't remember. So anyway, I also agree with you. Dick Hyman's piano playing was terrific, especially in the last cut. 
This is not a question, but Ed says, Al just wanted to say hi to the musician who was seemingly always the answer to my never-ending musical trivia questions. My wife finally got it and stopped being annoyed when she heard Amy Winehouse cover I Love You More Than You Will Ever Know. Sorry circumstances aren't allowing you to tour. It's not a question. It's just another appreciation. Well, um, it's not circumstances. It's age. Mm, age. I'm 78. I'm not touring too much. Uh, Actually, I'm not leaving the house very much. But um, thank you. Rob says, in regard to the first side, or one side of Capusta, album number one, I totally lost it spraying coffee over my monitor screen uh, when uh, Al's mom said, stop, it sounds like you're on LSD. And Al says, actually, I'm on United's Artists, uh, records, and tapes. Yes. So that's from Rob. Just an appreciation. <laughs> Another email that I can't pronounce. So I'll just say uh, it's from Al to Al. Al, you played on Roy Orbison's album Mystery Girl in 1989. I was wondering if you can share with us some memories of Roy when you first met him. But you talked about uh, playing with Orbison, that it was fine, but you guys didn't click hugely, you said. I don't even know if we met. Didn't you play for Roy? Yeah, but I don't think he was there. Oh, you came in and played sessions, but you... No, I played an overdub. Oh, well, that answers the question. I mean, I met him a few times. Right. But he, he was pretty distant. Yeah. Another guy like uh, Neil Young, not a... Uh, no, no. Neil Neil Young. Yeah. I could get a smile out of him. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. but not out of Orbison? No. And you tried? I always try. You didn't tickle him. You said something that would elicit no, a smile. I mean, just like we're talking now. Right? Um, I'm sure we can raise a smile out there each week at some point. Hopefully. Here's from M. Coben. He says, I'm wondering if you ever used a keyboard other than a B3 in the early days. And we know with uh, Blues yes, Project... Yes, you, I did. You were not playing a B3. You were playing a... Farfisa. Farfisa, which is? An organ. Yeah. yeah. A cheap one. Cheap one, yeah. But portable. Hammond organ is very expensive. And not very portable. And in fact, I have never owned a Hammond organ. Yes. We, we because mentioned. it's so big yeah. and expensive. Yeah. I think you said that when you play a B3 on tour, it had to be at, it had to be there at. No, the, they would rent it. They would rent it and somebody would come in and bring it in. Yeah, that way we, we, we didn't have to rent one ourselves and carry it around. Were you playing a B3 on the road with uh, uh, Blood, Sweat and Tears? Yes. So... By that time, you were big time enough that you could ask for a B3 to be there and be ready to go. It wasn't big time. If they booked us, yeah. it was in the rider. Okay, right. Right, okay. But that could, that could happen for uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but not for the Blues Project before then. Uh, well, I mean, it could have. Mm. In later years, mm. when we reformed, right. I played a B3. Yeah. But we didn't carry, I never carried it around. Yeah. He has second questions. 
When I heard you at the Ram's Head Tavern in Annapolis some years ago, the funky faculty were supposed to play, but they did not, and you performed solo. You were playing a Korg Triton, which I've seen a few other videos. As an aside, that evening, many ticket holders elected for a refund since funky faculty were not accompanying you, so the hall was half full. You started I Love You More Than You'll Ever Know with the line, when I wasn't making too much money. Like tonight. You slipped in like tonight. I use that a lot, because uh, I like to tell the truth. So this is true for something went wrong and the rest of the funky faculty couldn't show up, so you did a solo gig? I guess. I don't remember that. Mm. Did you ever use a 60s Vox Continental? No. And But you did use the Farfisa. Yes. That was my first organ, so to speak. So to speak, yeah. Boy, we could really go south with that quickly if we wanted to. This has been Coopercast, Go Ask Al, episode 33, brought to you by Playing Solo. Submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the Coopercast page.